Hey guys, welcome to the show. It's Cy, not Chad talking first, because I need to remind you, if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, I think you're going to like it, but it'll make more sense if you go listen to previous episodes, because we have some running through lines and a bunch of jokes. If you've listened to a bunch of these episodes, thanks. We appreciate you. Hit me with the dates, Chad. Hi guys, this is Chad Daniels. You may know me from my high school years, C.D. White. (laughs) I, <laughs> so lame to say out loud. Uh, listen, I'm just going to give some quick January dates here. On January 9th, I'm going to be at the Mercury Ballroom in Lava, Kentucky. Lava. One of what my favorite. horses. Robert Hawkins is, will always be in my top five comedians forever. He's uh, absolutely fantastic. And yep. he used to do this joke about... He landed in Louisville and he goes, uh, it's nice to be here in Louisville. And they go, it's Louisville. Where are you from? And he goes, Flalala. <laughs> Fort La La La. And it I, always made me laugh every single time. But I'm going to be at the Mercury Ballroom, Louisville on January 9th. Then the 10th and 11th, I'll be at Go Bananas in Cincinnati. I absolutely can't wait. January 30th through February 1st, Portland, Helium. That's it. Let's record this thing. Oh, God. Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere across from me wearing a Vikings hoodie that is the opposite color of mine. I'm also wearing a Vikings hoodie. It's Sunday. It's Ciagra. Hello. We're prepped Cy for the game. Hello. Who's in the corner? You know it. You love them. It's Hay Bales. It's Hay Bales. Who has on a sweatshirt, but that is not important because he's wearing cargo shorts in the wintertime. What the fuck, Hay Bales? It is way too cold for that shit. And they're like, it, it, he looks like the singular pair of shorts was meant for an entire family of painters. They're, they're like big and like, like if the, in, like if the insane clown posse had their own brand of cargo shorts, that's what hay bales is wearing right now. I feel like people that wear shorts in the dead of winter in Minnesota, they did it as a child once. And then somebody goes, ooh, neat, you're wearing shorts. And then now they just all they just keep doing it. It's like that that person at the office that has the most annoying fucking laugh in the world. And then somebody goes, Becky, I love that laugh. It's crazy. And so anytime Becky goes anywhere, she goes, and that's her laugh. And everyone's like, what the fuck is Becky doing? She's like, well, Samantha told me it was nice. Also, since we're introducing our surroundings like we normally do, I'd like to point out right outside of our studio, if you look out the windows, there are, when we got here, I noticed there are about 50 semi-trucks out there. And my first thought was, they've heard the podcast, they've come to kill Chad. (laughs) (laughs) People get mad at me about Whole Foods, but the amount of truckers that send me a message like, hey, just a heads up. Some of our trucks have governors on them. They can't go faster than 70. Well, that's you can still drive well, in the right lane. Uh, and also, you can fucking go slower than 70 <laughs> to let people pass you. But I just You don't assu- have to have the governor maxed out. I assumed I'd just walk up here and there'd just be a bunch of guys with chain wallets and torches ready to sacrifice Chad <laughs> to the, the god of the trucking community. Just beating me with rocks that are double bagged in Walmart bags. <laughs> It's not. Do you know? Did you see what's on the side of them? 
it's they have big murals painted on the side of them, and they're all WWE trucks because Hay Bales told me, and he looks like a guy who would know this. There is a pay per view <laughs> WWE event in Minneapolis to- tonight or tomorrow. Hay Bales, it's happening tonight. It's happening tonight, and what's it called? Hay Bales, tables, ladders, and chairs. WWE TLC tables, ladders, and chairs. Get some and now. Welcome. To the arena, Hey Bale! In the right corner with tits as low as his feelings, C.D. White. <laughs> and on the opposing side of the ring, it's Shorts Magoo. <laughs> I love, I didn't even know that, I used to love wrestling as a kid. I didn't know that Tables, Ladders, and Chairs uh, was a pay-per-view event they did, but I'm all in on it. Greg and I were wrestling obsessed as kids, so we'd always have wrestling matches in our living room. And when the when the latter match became popular, hey Bills, do you remember the the they would put the briefcase? Do they still do that? Do they still put the briefcase full of money up in the air? Yes, yes. Oh, interesting. So (laughs) when Greg and I were children, we would stage matches, and we saw one of those, and so we decided to we loaded a duffel bag full of Monopoly money. And then we tied it to a fan in our living room. And then we had a little toy ladder that we used. And guess who won? Nobody. We both (laughs) fell off the ladder together and just (laughs) laid there severely hurt. And we're both done with wrestling. (laughs) Greg would also, Greg was like, you know how they say some kid, like some, when you're a child, you don't even consider race at all. Mm-hmm. Like that was truly Greg. Greg's favorite wrestler was a wrestler named Papa Shango. And if you look him up, it is not, it's, it's not a great, like PC culture wouldn't love Papa Shango. I bet not. And Greg loved Papa Shango and he had a bunch of kids over for a birthday party. And like, you can't be Papa Shango. You don't look anything like Greg couldn't even put together that he couldn't be Papa Shango. So Greg, <laughs> terrible wrestler. Also didn't see color. <laughs> I was always uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker when I pretended to be a wrestler. Oh, great. he could just go off the top rope. And across the street from me, there's a guy named Corey Ellingson who lived across the street. And his dad, Merle, had one of those little mini trucks. They were like a pickup truck, but a little tiny version of one. Like a Toyota? What do you mean? I mean... M- I guess I, it, it like was a called remote a, control. They were called love trucks, L-U-V. And they were just a very <sighs> small version of a pickup truck. Like if you didn't want to climb into a pickup, you just had this version of a you pickup. jumped in the love truck? Oh, yeah. And and we used to go off of the, the back of it and just fucking crush people when they weren't because because <laughs> when we they, invite, they pull it into the backyard and pe- and I'm the hillbilly. You guys were you guys were leaping off a love truck pretending to be Jimmy Snuka. Well, Jimmy Superfly Snooky, yes. And we would invite we would invite new kids over all the time and be like, oh, man, we dropped that thing. Could you go get it? And then they'd go get what it was ever in the yard. And then either Corey or I would jump out of the truck and just destroy them. It was fantastic. My sister was a Sarah was a little heavier as a kid. And so uh, Greg and I decided if she, she wanted to wrestle once and we decided she would have to be Yokozuna who was a very famous <laughs> sumo wrestler. And that was very mean of us to do. And then she beat the living fuck out of us as Yokozuna. <laughs> and very few children have executed a finishing move as well as she did Yokozuna's turnbuckle sumo like splat move. 
Oh, that wow. was a devastator. <laughs> I uh, we're recording today right before the game because uh, delayed because I was baby was sick this week. Baby yeah, got a you stomach had, bug. You had the poopies, poopies and pukies now, at the same time. You hotbox yourself? Stop, no, no. Early, early. It started poopies, finished pukies. They didn't really overlap. Okay. This won't surprise you. I was a pretty dramatic sick person. I'm pretty dramatic. Uh, Jenna came huh. home. Greg's wife called her. She must have heard me puking. And all she did was call Jenna and go, Jenna, it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) And Jenna came home and I was in our downstairs bathroom and I just moved a lawn chair in there and I was just basically living in the bathroom. So I was sitting in a lawn chair. I had two separate space heaters going and multiple buckets surrounding me, even though I had a toilet. I kind of looked like, uh, I assume like how an alien would look if he was pretending to be human and trying to convince other humans that he got the flu. And I, because I was, with my body puking, I was very worried about the ramifications because that's a violent action, puking. Yeah, puking is is brutal. Pretty hard on your back. And so I was like, I had like different size buckets. I had all my options there and none of them helped when it came time to yak. It was was a disaster. I saw a video online of a gal that was, she had a skirt on, she was out drinking. And she was sitting on the side of her tub and she was puking into the toilet. And then she had to sneeze because she puked like something into her nose that made her sneeze. And when she sneezed, she She, shot fucking shotgun shit (laughs) all over the back of the shower. And you could see it like in the video. Her friends are filming her. And then all of a sudden she sneezes. And that thing goes from white to brown in a one millisecond. You know what they call that? A Toledo birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Suck my shit, Toledo. Um, In in the midst of being sick, something else very interesting happened because I was was really sick for a day. And then, you know, you have that the next two days where you kind of have to recover. And so I stayed at home for the next two days and I... I found out that someone in our neighborhood has been stealing mail. Oh, this is the time of year for it. Yeah. So what happened was we went into our mailbox and we had all this mail from other people in the neighborhood. I was like, what the hell is this? Greg and I brought it in. We started looking through it. He figured out some of it was opened. What's going on here? And the stuff that was open was all either handwritten letters or Christmas cards. Sure. And clearly what was happening is somebody was stealing someone's mail. Mm Mm-hmm ripping through the stuff that they thought there might be money or gifts in yep. and then discarding the evidence into our mailbox. So our mailbox was like the the throwaway mailbox. Now, this is interesting to me that you would put this out publicly mm-hmm. right now because I think you are the one that steals the mail. <laughs> I, I think you're... I think you're you're giving yourself an alibi and you're like, no, I talked about it on the pod. Listen to the podcast. I talked about it. And it's horseshit. I think that you're stealing it and you just have to tell this story to get people off the trail. But go ahead. I, I mean, easy, Chad's dad. Clearly, that's some of your damage right there. That's like your dad coming home like, Chad, I bought you a present. Where'd you get it from, dad? A fucking mailbox. But I, I think you're I think you're right in the sense that if our neighborhood, because it's a nice neighborhood, if they voted who stole the mail, it's me. It's for sure me, but it's, it's not me. And so Jenna, Jenna wanted me to return the mail. And I was like, all right, I'll just go put it in these people's mailboxes. She goes, that's going to look sketchy as shit. Knock on their doors and tell them what happened and give it back to them. And I was like, I think that's worse. 
I think that's, <laughs> no one's gonna, you just said it yourself, no one's gonna believe me, but she's like, you have to do it that way. And the last thing when she said, when she left the house that morning, she goes, please wear jeans. <laughs> <laughs> if I saw you walking up to my house with letters, I would be like, oh, he's, he's coming to somehow serve us. Never mind. <laughs> 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 yeah. I like how right there you couldn't decide, am I going to go with a divorce joke, with a rape joke, or a murder joke? You were kind of, and then you just couldn't you land on You know what? That's true. I was going to go with Ichabod Crane got butt fucked. <laughs> and then I couldn't pull the trigger on that because I, I know you've been sick and I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, and there's nothing that makes you queasy like hearing the phrase Ichabod Crane got butt fucked. It, it's actually got a musicality to it. The point is... Uh, she left the house, and so my only jobs all day were to take Kevin outside one time, Kevin the dog, yep. and two, wear jeans and a decent shirt to return our neighbor's mail. And uh, <laughs> Frank 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 returning the mail. So Kevin ended up shitting in our dining room. <laughs> <laughs> and I wore my normal Lululemon pants and hoodie to return mail. And Jenna was right. When I handed these people their mail back, they didn't think I stole the mail, but they definitely were like, okay. Like they thought this was step one of a multi-step process. We're like, step one, I steal their mail. Step two, I learn about them. Step three, I'm jerking off in their house on New Year's. Like they, they thought there was like- <laughs> Wait, 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 New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? New Year's Day, New Year's Day. Oh, I'm a big, smart, yeah, I don't yeah. want to ruin the party. Everybody's tired. I get in there smart. and yum, 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 yum. I just let it rip. So <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the thing though. I've been sleeping a lot during the day, so I'm not overly tired at night. So a couple nights this week, I'm really determined to catch the, because like you said. Of course you are. I'm determined <laughs> to catch the male thief because I think it's some shit fuck kid from the neighborhood. I don't think it's like some bandit home alone styles coming in and robbing our mailboxes. I need to tell you something. You're, mm -hmm. you're the kind of person <laughs> that would have $50,000 for a year. And you would spend $45,000 on surveillance equipment just to catch a fucking mail thief. Yeah, but then, do you understand? The reward of catching the mail thief? You can't put a monetary value on that. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm talking about. So let me tell you my plan. Okay. I've been parking around the neighborhood at night. And just kind of, <laughs> you're on a stakeout. Yeah, I'm on a stakeout because I think oh, I looked at I, what I did was I looked at all the mail that was in our mailbox that had got stolen, and it followed kind of like a pattern of like he hit this street and then this street and then this street. So I, I'm guessing that at some point he's gonna hit these streets, right? Okay. And so I parked over here on these streets, and my goal was to, if it's a shitty kid, here's my plan, and I haven't caught him yet, but I'm gonna videotape it on my phone. I'm not gonna bust him. That's not my, that's not how I do things okay. because I like moments. So I'm going to catch him on my phone <laughs> on video and then I'm going to wait and I'm going to, I'm going to follow him home. I'm going to find out who he is, where he lives. Oh yeah. None of this sounds creepy. And then on Christmas day, Christmas morning, I'm going to show up at their house in a full Santa costume bag over my shoulders. I'm going to pre pretend I'm like from some community outreach program or, you know, some, something, you know, a school or something like I'm here with a special gift for so-and-so. They let me into their house because these are the rich whites. Very, very few bad things happen to the rich whites. So they're guarded. 
guard is always down. So they're going to be like, oh, the community center's giving our kids gifts? Come on in. They're, the rich whites in our neighborhood are very trusting. Sure. So then I get in the house. I walk into the living room. I drop the bag. I immediately pull off the Santa costume. Underneath it, postman outfit, obviously. And Love I it. citizens arrest this motherfucker while showing his parents the video. And it's the <laughs> my best Christmas of all time. And I can traumatize this kid male-wise forever. Just so you know, the plan starts with yeah. you recording a child on your phone and then following him home. Can Those I are ask both you, misdemeanors. Can I ask you a super important question? I think you can. If I figure out who it is, do you want to be a part of the reveal? I don't think you should reveal. This is a blackmail situation where you get your lawn mowed all summer until he graduates high school. I don't... I don't want to give it. I think I have to sit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot your wife mows the lawn. You don't need help. <laughs> yeah, we that's have right. the help. I don't need I can. That's I don't need right. to. Yeah, I don't I don't need to do anything like that. <laughs> uh, holiday season coming up. Yeah. Reminds me of all the get rich quick schemes that my dad came up with. <laughs> He had one of these schemes. He seems, like, he seems like a guy who'd walk into your house one day after your whole family just got done eating like one can of beans and it's like 62 degrees in your house. And he's like, guys, I've got an idea for a new type of Christmas tree. Who's with me? It, it's not, you're not far off. <laughs> and it wasn't beans. It was chicken chow mein in a can. Yes. So... He used to do this thing around Christmas. He would go, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get everybody in Fergus Falls. It's a small town. There's not a lot of shopping opportunities here. We're going to get everybody to give us their Christmas list. Then we'll go to Minneapolis and we will buy the gifts. And then they'll, <laughs> they'll pay us back and then they'll give us a little money for the trip. <laughs> and I was just like, you know people like going on trips, right? I mean, what a fucking dumb idea. It's like, hey, here, here's a great idea. We're going to find some people that want to go to Jamaica. We're going to go to Jamaica for them. <laughs> Take some pictures. Spread it around. Get a, tan, get a little bit of a tan. God, he's so fucking We'll dumb. bring you back some beads, show you how braids work, tell you about the ocean. I, feel yes. like I love it. So I was thinking about that, and that reminded me, you guys, buckle up. My dad, <laughs> when, I was in, <laughs> when I was in sixth grade, was going to manage a comedian. Oh, my gosh. I know. I get home. He goes, <laughs> just, just, hold on. I just want to let that moment sit for a second. <laughs> sure, yeah, let's. And continue. Your, da your dad, you are now a comedian. And in sixth grade, your dad tried to... Okay, go. Wanted to manage a comedian. It's true. <laughs> I get home from school. My dad goes, come down here. You got to watch this tape. Now you might think, why was your dad home when you got home from school? Didn't he have a job? I don't know, kind of. <laughs> so... He calls me down. I watch this VHS tape of this guy that is doing impersonations. And I'll tell you something. They were very good. Okay. He's a very talented impersonator. Okay. And my dad goes, I'm going to manage him, uh, take him out to LA, try to get him some spots. And I was like, are you? I mean, are these through your connections of selling booze? How do you, how do you, how are you going to do this? <laughs> he just, he just walks into the comedy store in LA Hello, everyone. I'm uh, Mr. Daniels, and this is my client, Frank Caliendo. <laughs> so 
he ends, I, I watch this tape and nothing ever comes of it, right? Okay. So now I'm going to cut to me at age 32 years old. Okay. I go into this Which bar. Like 26 years ago? Yeah. How's your back? Oh. I go into this bar show that I'm doing and the guy that my dad was going to manage is the, he's opening for me. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God. And I didn't know it. I'm talking with him, all this stuff. And I didn't know it until I saw his closer puts a, puts a tin bucket on his head and does Darth Vader. And I'm telling you, I know, I listen, I know it sounds dumb and everything, but it, he was so good at the voices. You could shut your eyes. It was very impressive. However, then I make the mistake of afterwards, I go, oh my God, this is crazy. When I was in sixth grade, my dad was going to try to manage you. His name is Steve Daniels. <laughs> and the guy gets super pissy and I have no idea what's happening. And he just, he goes, he goes, oh fuck and walks away. <laughs> and I'm trying to think like, What? I'm sure I immediately I thought my dad owes this guy money. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Your dad owes him money. Or here's another one. A guy that was going to manage this guy now has a son who he's featuring for and he's wearing a fucking bucket on his head. No, that's for sure what it was. <laughs> it was for sure that I said when I was in sixth grade, I watched you trying and now I'm beating you. He's now driving. He's now driving Isaac around at college. <laughs> <laughs> so, same bucket on his head so we have this conversation so finally i go over and i go it's pretty insensitive that's not what i meant at all i just thought it was so interesting and yeah. I, I i know you have a family and i know that you know you still work at this place blah 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 and uh, so it kind of calmed him down a little bit and we start talking about him and hanging out with my dad back in the day oh boy and he was talking about my dad, like going in and having several drinking contests. Like he would have a drinking contest with one person and win. Then he would turn around and have another drinking contest with someone who hadn't been drinking yet and still win. Like it's a movie? Like it's uh, my childhood. Oh, you're, oh, wait, this was your dad, not the comic. Yeah, this is my dad. Oh, yeah. So then he starts telling me, he goes, your dad was a crazy son of a bitch. And he's telling me these stories like I'm going to enjoy them. <laughs> like, like we're pals just reminiscing about another pal, but he forgot it was the man who is supposed to be raising me. He goes, several times I saw your dad bet $1,000 no. to someone else's $50. No. No. Yeah. So he's giving $1,000 to someone's $50. 20 to a, 1 odds, hey, Bales. That's how gambling works. But it's a bet that is even odds because they would bet on which fly would land on the bar first. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about why I am the way I am right now. <laughs> I'm talking about my dad would bet a thousand dollars to someone's 50 that he could pick the fly that would land on the bar first. And, and then this guy goes, he goes, uh, Oh man, can you, uh, can you believe that? I mean, could you believe someone would gamble like that? And I was like, do you know how much fucking chicken chow mein in a can I've eaten? Yeah, I can absolutely imagine that. 
All right, here's the bet, everybody. There's two flies. I see them. They're on the table. I think they're heading for the wall. Jim, if you bet me that glass in front of you, I'll put up my son's Michael Jordan Timberwolves tickets. <laughs> on which fly hits the wall first. Oh, man, I guarantee it. And it wasn't, I bet he was like, I will bet you these Timberwolves tickets against the Bulls that you sometime tonight won't touch me with your finger. <laughs> and then it's just up to the other fucking person. There's no chance involved at all. I have to tell you something that reminds me, I have to tell you something gambling related, but before we do, I don't know if, and so, hey, Bells, you're the guy who pays attention to the show, so you know if we brought this up before, but we did a we did a pilot episode, like a practice of this to, to get used to doing this show, Yes. and on that, you mentioned something about your dad that I, I, I hate to say, fa- it's not favorite because of the reality of it is a bummer. But if if we've mentioned this before, let me know and we'll cut it. Hey, Bales. Chad, now your dad had how many DUIs? Eight. Eight DUIs. And as as the DUIs increased, in order to not and he wasn't not all bars had him at some point. So what did he do? They, 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 he was no longer allowed in some places, correct? In some places he he brought too much party. <laughs> He brought a little too much, as the kids would say now, a little too much flavor. Chad's dad, Steve, was a bit extra. (laughs) Yeah, he was, and I quote, lit. (laughs) So what did he he do to fix that? So he, what he would do is he had a van that he used for, because he was a liquor salesman, Mm -hmm. and he would, which is perfect for him. (laughs) It would like uh, be working at a... Deliver at night, find comedians in the day, yes. <laughs> he would drive, he would empty out the van of all the boxes, all the booze and everything. And then he would put folding chairs in there and he would just drive around in a moving bar. And then, and then uh, that one, the, the last one, he got, he got caught because he rolled a stop sign. <laughs> And the reason I bring that up, Hey Bales, is because I, we haven't mentioned that before, have we? No? Okay, see, because that from that episode on, every time he mentioned his dad, I wanted to refer to him as Car Bar Daniels, and I haven't yeah. been able to. And now no. that's back on the table. Well, I'm very happy that you manipulated me into that. Thank you. <laughs> I will tell you something great that came out of this, and this isn't going to be a funny story, but so on the eighth DUI, <laughs> I was a sophomore in high school, okay? And... Someone that didn't like me that was a senior in high school on the football team took a, uh, the, like the article out of the newspaper, made a ton of copies, and then <sighs> posted them all over the football locker room before you, morning practice. Did you grow up in an 80s movie? Who the fuck kinda, was this guy? Yeah, I kind of did. Okay. So, so he plastered all these pictures of my dad and the, the article about the DUI up in the thing. Well, one of the coaches was also the geometry teacher. His name's Wally Pearson. We did not always see eye to eye. And then that day in geometry class, he came over and I was like staring off into space because I was pretty bummed out. And he just put his hand on my shoulder, which is now, I think, illegal in schools. (laughs) But it changed my whole day. And then from that moment on, he and I did see eye to eye and were uh, pretty good friends. We'd talk like actual adults anytime we saw each other outside of school. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So there's like a good thing that comes out of it. That's a nice little thing. Sure. And then the guy that posted all of the uh, pictures, he ended up driving the wedding party bus for my wedding, and we all chanted his name the entire time we were on the bus. 
Yeah, that's the greatest. Yeah. It's like, where, where'd you get an idea for a party bus? My dad? <laughs> Fucking creep. The, did I, I've told you about my new house a lot and where it's at, but I, did I tell you that it's very close to a casino? Oh and, my God, that's dangerous. <laughs> and I'm a big blackjack guy. So I've been playing a lot of blackjack. What's your stance on flies landing? <laughs> Do they have that game there? I don't like to get What if you just opened the Steve <laughs> Daniels Memorial Casino? You just walk in. <laughs> On the left here, uh, you can play fly fly. Over here is drink till you're sleep. And right there is throw your money in the bucket, go home. Welcome to Steve Sino. <laughs> Over in the corner is a jump rope so you can have contests. <laughs> Just that's all he would do. What and man. then afterwards, Chad can use the jump rope to end this all. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. I'm waiting for Haybell's mom to kill me. <laughs> it's the only thing that gets me through my day. <laughs> so... I, when we moved into that house, I can't believe no one in my family or friend group was like, you know what? This isn't a good idea. He can walk there. He can walk to the casino from the house. You can't. Well, maybe you, they've you, seen you walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, this isn't going to be all pick on Chad day. Fuck you. <laughs> so I've been, uh, I've been playing a lot of blackjack, right? And uh, I love blackjack, and I love to play blackjack with Asians. And I know, I know, as our other producer, Eric Foster, who is here today, closes his eyes hoping we don't say something inappropriate here. I know we're not supposed to rank the races, but, man, Asians have got to be the top. I just, the Asians are such a top-end people. It's, and they, everything they do, they do better, certainly, than the whites. Because the way the whites, especially the poverty whites, the way the poverty whites play blackjack is very similar to the way they attend a comedy show. Most of them handle their shit, but there's always at least a couple twats named Trisha that are like, it's my birthday! And you <laughs> never, the Asians never have a Trisha shouting ever. If, in fact... Uh, well, the, I, because Asians don't have birthdays. <laughs> no, I, just made that up. I just made that up <laughs> so trying to start some shit if it's like when you go play blackjack with agents they have fun but they like their shits together they're like they're not gonna let anybody fuck around we're gonna have fun we're gonna gamble but like if you sit down at a, a table full of asians to play blackjack and you go hey guys i'm here with my gals they'll just stare at you in a way that you go okay right. i'll leave yeah, like I, just, I always feel like anytime I gamble with Asians, I always feel like their boss is watching them from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's how well-behaved Asians it's, are during the gamble. But still fun. And I, I think I, I, I completely agree. I think I've always felt that that bond with the Asian community because, as you know, I grew up in a very diverse town. Um, yeah, that's right. Almost all my friends in high school were Asian because I worked at the McDonald's with all the Asian kids and I found out that they loved to gamble and we just sunk in. I just, I just really partnered in with them because they would gamble bowling, also handled their shit, white people over here being assholes, me and the Asians having fun. Uh, they gambled on football, which I loved. Yep. And also I think it was easy for them to tell other Asians that I was coming because they wouldn't realize I was a white person until I got there because my name is Cy. And <laughs> oh, also, side note, we used to play, there was an outdoor basketball court in Worthington that okay. we would play pickup ball. And it was like me, tons of Asian kids, 
and then one like half white, half Asian kid. And sure. they, I can't believe I've never told you this before. They gave me a nickname and it was Bacow Tornado. <laughs> <laughs> which translate to white boy tornado. Yeah, and, sure. And they, because obviously I was big and out of control. But when you're playing pickup ball, if no one's ever played pickup ball, there's 10 people playing and the court, everybody's waiting to play. So they're kind of standing around the court. Mm -hmm. So whenever I would do something good on the court, you would just hear people from all over the court go, Bacow Tornado, Bacow Tornado. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> like... A lot of people peak in high school. I peaked in high school on that because I could have an HBO special and unless after it's over, a bunch of Asians stand up and go, Bacow Tornado, it won't, it, it won't be better than that. So I, long story short, I love the Asians. Saturday, uh, Ethan and I are going to, uh, my nephew, we're going to play cards, okay. play blackjack. We're playing for a couple hours. It's, it's early in the day, so there's not a lot of people there. So at one point, it's just Ethan and I at the table. Sure. And an Asian guy, and I assuming, I'm assuming his Asian dad, a very old Asian man, come okay. up and park next to us at the table. And they sit down, they cash their money for chips, we're about to start playing, and the Asian son looks at me and he goes, this is about to be a lot of fun for you guys. And I go, what? Oh. And he goes, just wait for it. And the dealer dealt the cards around and she gets to the old guy and she drops a face card, right? Yeah. And then she comes back around and she's about to get to the old guy. And he, as loud as I've ever heard a person speak in a <laughs> casino, just goes, oh, give me an ace. <laughs> in the most cartoon samurai voice I've ever heard. And then, no shit, dealer drops an ace and he just goes, Oh, ho, black a jack, black a jack. <laughs> and the son looks at me and winks. <laughs> Amazing. And then for 40 minutes, this old man just shouted his cards out. The whole, and kept all oh, constantly. And, and I'm not going to shout this one in his voice because I don't want to have my career ruined. But he, <laughs> when you play blackjack, sometimes there's little side games where you can put an extra chip here and you play like, you know, like they have a game where your two cards plus the dealer's up card. If they equal 21, you win that little game, right? Yep. Yep. One of them is called Lucky Lucky. And this guy played it the whole time. And every time he won, he shouted Lucky Lucky. And I'm not even going to do that. But I almost had to stop him. I'm like, sir, that phrase has been used against your people by assholes <laughs> with shitty accents for years. You can't do it. We played, we played with these guys. We won so much money. It was crazy. And then they, after like the last shoe, these guys stood up and the son just looks at me and goes, you're welcome. And they just left. That's incredible. It was fucking amazing. The only way that story would be better if that old guy's name was Trisha. <laughs> <laughs> you're like what the fuck is it just a thing with the name no i was gonna say the only way it's better is all of a sudden chad's dad walks you into a casino and goes i've been thinking about managing a blackjack player <laughs> <laughs> chad this is lucky lucky <laughs> oh man i hate when i play blackjack when people are at the table that are clearly there to make money like that's mm -hmm. their scheme yeah. Like, well, we don't have enough money for this this month. I know. <laughs> Let's take all the money we do have and try to triple it at the blackjack table. So they're not, they're like, have 13 and they won't hit. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Well, I don't want to bust.
I don't want a bus. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not into. I would much rather sit. You ever play Pygow? No, but I would love to. Pygow is amazing, except when you realize you're drunkenly yelling Pygow, and there are you're sitting next to a ton of Asians. When you don't know what Pygow, now I know what it means. It means yeah. nothing. It means like the dealer. It's white boy tornado. <laughs> yeah, how great would it have been? That guy doubles down. I hit a car and he goes, Bacal tornado. <laughs> Looks like somebody peaked again. <laughs> hey, Bales, Chad and I, I don't know if you know this, we are very bonded over a gambling game that is maybe our favorite thing to do together. Left, right, center. Yeah, it's the world's greatest game if played correctly. Have you ever have you ever heard of it? I have not. It's left, right, center, hay bales. And how it works is you get three dice, and Correct. on them they each have a, an L, an R, and a C, and then they have three dots, right? They have a dot on each remaining side, yes, one dot. So you have a 50-50 chance of getting a dot. So you start everybody, we play with about 10 bucks a hand, right? Now, yeah, and, and you, so you have a 50-50 chance of getting a dot on the dice. So I would bet 1,000 to your 50. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's in my genes. It's what I do. <laughs> oh, Steve Daniels! <laughs> So that's the one that's going to get our show canceled. So what you do, Hay Bales, is everybody around the table, when we play, when we play, we try to get comedians together. We play with like 12 people at a time. Everybody puts three, you get 30 bucks to play, three $10 bills out, yep. and those count as your chips. So you have three dice. And when you roll the three dice, if you get three dots, nothing happens, send the dice to the left. If you get a left on one of the dice, you hand a $10 bill to the left. If you get an R, you hand the $10 bill to the right. If you get a center, it goes into the middle and it's gone. It's in the pot. Yeah, that stays in the pot forever. When you get And if you ever get an L, an R, and a C in one roll, we call that a yard sale because all your shit goes everywhere. It's going everywhere. And so what you do is you keep rolling around the table as the money is continuously diluting into the center, but you're never out. You could have no money in front of you, but if the guy to the right of you rolls a left, you get his money. So it just circles round and round, and you get to this point where there's just a there's just a couple people with money left, and every roll of the dice, there is $380 on the line for somebody, and there's yeah. a lot of cheering and a lot of enthusiasm. It's we bedlam. Play we play it at Brouhaha. We get a lot of people drunk, and we take over the back room of a bar, and it is... It is the most fun in the entire world. It was so crazy the first time we played it at Brouhaha. So we played it in the basement of a bar and then everyone, it was the talk of the next day. Yeah. No one was talking about anybody's set. It was like, hey, we're going to play left, right, center again. <laughs> so we gather everybody on the outside where the main bar and then we take them to the back room and people are pacing and counting their money. <laughs> and I, I stand up on a chair and I go. It was like cyan Asians at a bowling alley. <laughs> it was really, I stood up on a chair and I go, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for Left <laughs> Right Center. Right. I mean, I gave like a speech. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, he laid out the rules like he was an emperor. It was really, really incredible. And then I remember, I remember there was a guy there that I, I like, nice enough guy. I believe his name is Max Fine, funny comedian. But I, I, ha he's dead to me in my life because <laughs> everybody played and we played multiple rounds, and he got into a round and he won. 
and then he walked away. And I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember ninety yeah, percent yeah. of the people at the table were like, "Well, let's fuck, let's kill him, let's fucking take him in the bathroom and let's beat him to death and leave his body there." Yeah, you don't walk away. That's like fucking Trish not hitting on a thirteen. <laughs> what are you doing? I can't wait for next week's Christmas episode. We're gonna open presents. We're gonna, we're gonna we decide we're gonna try to do all Christmas themed stories from our life. Yeah, I think we should do Christmas. I think we should eat some cookies, maybe yeah. exchange some gifts between the the three of us. The three of us, yeah. Yeah. Now I can't wait. Hey, hey Bills, we don't want anything from you. You need to know that up front. I mean, we would prefer it if you would wear like pants because of the time of year and we're worried about your legs. But other also, than that, I can see your testicle. <laughs> Hey, real quick reminder to the audience. We were told by our producer, Eric, that we appreciate you listening every week, but download the, make sure you're downloading and you're subscribed and have automatic downloads set up, right? Eric, that helps our numbers. We were supposed to correctly describe that. Nailed it. Okay, Chad, I love you. I gotta go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>